Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake. Uh, sports editor Janet Mamagastu Witten. And of course, uh, Comrades Coach John Hamlet, who are joining us on the line. Good morning to you both. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you. Nice to have you. How are you this morning? Well, great. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. Mamagastu. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's earlier. <laughs> as, 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 as a sports editor and sports journalist, I'm thinking you're getting a lot of uh, um, uh, you know, questions and requests for information because you're in the cold face in terms of how people navigate just this whole thing of jogging and getting into shape and so on. We do get a lot of questions because I, um, I think that um, the problem the problem comes because people don't really understand. It's not so much that they don't understand the rules, but they don't understand why the rules are in place. And I think that's the problem that um, South African South African running fans, South African citizens, the South African government, and indeed every government and every person around the world is facing right now is that. Kind of what we know, what we know definitely about the coronavirus is kind of what we don't know, that we don't really know how to fight it or to beat it and that it's anything but an exact science. So the whole world is guessing what the right thing is to do. And people who want to do something particular and in this, in the context of what we're talking about now, running, cycling, exercise, they don't understand why those rules are in place. So, you know, South Africa has a long history of of, of, of protest action, so we'll go ahead and do it because we don't understand why we shouldn't. John, you know, all these exercises that Janet is talking about, they're group sports uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. What has been your experience since uh, COVID-19 and, of course, Level 4? Well, obviously, um, I think in, in our game we've had professional athletes and social athletes. Now, professional athlete is being a guy that earns his living from this. It might be a very small meager living, but it's nevertheless, and there's a pr- amateur side, which is something substantially different. That's a man in the street goes for a run every day. Yes. And I think, I think we have to dif- differentiate their verse, first of all, because that means we're going to take a livelihood away maybe from somebody who's not earning very much, and he's probably making a living out of that little bit of running. So we have to be careful when we're starting to put everybody in boxes. I also think that my guys been out there, even professional athletes, we've been, we've dropped our training substantially because obviously there's no events, to right through to the end of the year. But the danger is here that obviously an athlete not running for two or three months, he could end up being uh, almost back to where he was in square one. He's going to take another, maybe another year to be back to where he's supposed to be at a high level. The social guy, we're talking different, obviously. So there's a, I think we have to differentiate there. It's kind of like saying one going to work and the other one's just going for a nice light jog around the, 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 you know, around the town. It's very different. Wow. So, so what we what I'm saying to you is you have to be careful. We we have to be careful in terms of putting groups of people together. Runners are individual guys. They're generally the lonely and the lonely individual. Obviously, we've got the problem of security. So you can't let a woman go run around alone wherever she wants to. It could be mm-hmm. very, even men. They get robbed often. So it is a bit of a, a bit of a dilemma here. But I think we must understand also most athletes and so on are already isolated, and we're hoping that's how it should be. You know, within reason, they've been isolated at home. They should have been most, tons are being tested. And thank goodness the tests are going crazy. People are going crazy. We've got 7,572 cases this morning. And uh, we've only got around about 148 uh, deaths, which shows that the, the mortality rate is very, very low. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, we're grateful for that. And we're grateful that South Africans are all standing together. There are a few kicking each other in the teeth. 
and running around like little, um, what do they call them, like little tattletales. <laughs> but I, I think we have to be very careful. We're working with adults, and I think mm-hmm. this whole thing of telling athletes not to run, it almost makes them worse, you know. It almost makes people feel blocked up, locked up, and I yeah. don't even know what the psychological aspects are going to be. But definitely physically, they'd want to get out and do something. Now, surely there's many ways to do this, you know. So I was looking at... Um, uh, up, up in up in the up, right up in north in, uh, in in Ireland and that they give everybody like an hour and a half a different type uh, to, they can go do an hour and a half training a day but that's it so how they police it I don't know but I think that would be better than packing everybody together in one little bucket at like between six and six and nine. It's, it's, it's a very interesting point that you raise, uh, 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 John. You know, you know, separating professionals from uh, social runners. Janet, in, in terms of social runners, do you think that, uh, as, as John has articulated, we as social runners tend to forget that uh, you know uh, we, we need to pay attention to these things because obviously, professional runner will think that uh, you know their fitness is important. They need to do this, and if they do this, they do it safely. We the Social runners, we tend to forget. As long as we're on the road, we think we've got a mask. We are sorted. Yeah. Mike, I completely agree with you, and I think it's a, um, it, it, it's kind of strange, isn't it? Um, but that does seem to be the case. I'm, I have no scientific evidence to back up what I'm about to say, but certainly my impression is that professional athletes are actually far better behaved in the sense of obeying the rules than the social runners are. The, the, the professional athletes have made a plan to kind of continue with their training within the rules and, and how they're allowed to do it and they've, they've, they, they made a plan even during level 5 lockdown whereas social athletes, now that they're allowed out, I mean, last Friday it was, it, it was absolutely crazy. I live um, um, near Delta Park in Johannesburg and uh, I mean, Delta Park for the last few days has been has been so busy. It's been absolutely crazy. The police had to come and sort out a traffic jam at one point. Um, and I must admit, I'm not sure that I completely understand it because although Delta Park is a, is, a, is an area that I use, I did use it frequently. I'm not using it now because there's simply too many people there. <laughs> um, but 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 yes, social runners do seem to, to, to seem to be a little bit more wrecked. Maybe I'm not sure if I'm using the right word. That sounds very critical. That sounds very critical of 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 a lot of people, and I know a lot of people are certainly obeying. In fact, I think most people. But um, but the bottom line also is that um, you know running is difficult enough as it is. Doing that kind of exercise is difficult enough to breathe as it is. Doing it with a mask just makes it even more difficult. This, uh, you know, question directed to you both because uh, in places like Australia and the U.S., um, there's talk that uh, joggers or runners can infect you with COVID-19. It depends on the pattern you use to run. If you're running behind somebody, you have a greater chance of uh, droplets going to you, going backwards and affecting you. But if uh, you run, if there's two of you running side by side, it's a bit better. How, how would you respond to that? Well, if I can jump in there, Janet, I, I could say in our camps, we've been having, we had a lot of, obviously, as we're having a bunch of pro athletes in a group together of maybe 10 or 15 people in one house every day, all day, and working with each other for maybe two, three months in the mountains. If one of them got flu, the normal monthly yearly flu, we would generally have a certain isolation process, which was wearing masks, wearing gloves, isolating the individual alone, 
And then when he went running, he would just run on his own. But, of course, it wasn't side to side. It was the concern. It was more the running, spitting at each other if they were going to spit. But, of course, if you've got a mask, you can't spit. That's quite simple. And um, <clears throat> we even had things like TB. So we applied the TB principles, ventilation, a little bit of isolation, have his own uh, cup, have his own plate. And they were living in the same small house together. And we, did, we found that we could kill any kind of little virus running around doing that by, well, not killed, but isolated. So we didn't have the whole team getting sick, which would, of course, meant that we wouldn't have a year of running. We, we, we made sure we did it that way. Then we also put him in a screen around. So we did our own little test. We put a little screen around, put him on a treadmill, and looked to see where the, these droplets were flying all over the place. Basically, the main droplets were straight in front of you if you spat or if you were, like, breathing heavily. But on the sides, it was nominal, and at the back, it was basically nothing. Because, uh, thank goodness for good old gravity, it kind of finds a way to go down. So we don't know where all the scientific research of a two-meter spread is. Maybe if this is like throwing yourself, I'm not quite sure. And we're talking about people that are running at three minutes a K. So he's running pretty fast, and he, he, if he's going to throw stuff around, it's going to really be substantially further. I, I think we have to be careful. I, I think that the danger here is that we, we kind of, if we say the wrong things, we alienate people. You know, we have a lot of people yes. that are, are the high, want to be the high school principal or the high school um, head boy or head girl, and they're running around pointing fingers at everybody. I'm pretty sure that we are all trying our very best. I mean, walking around with masks all day can't be that nice to anybody, any of us. And I think we're all trying our best. And I think runners' intent is to go out there and just have a little bit of run. And I think this is kind of like the first day of December or the first day of January. You know, if you walk into a gym on the first day of December, it's packed. There's 100,000 people. And within a week... It's empty again, and you go like, where's those people all gone? You know? I'm one of those like, people there. Are you one of those? Well, the, the, the gyms live on you, my friend. <laughs> they love it. And the same goes for the 1st of January. Everybody feels bad about December. They've been eating like whatever they're not supposed to eat. They're getting a little bit of extra weight, and they're starting to say, gosh, you know, we've got to get out there now. And, yeah. uh, and I think this happens the 1st of January to the, to the 12th, 13th of January. You find that everybody's out on the road, everybody and anybody. And by the 13th of January, you know, the New Year's resolutions have disappeared mm. and everybody's back to normal living. And those that want to go for a run will go for a run. And those that don't, won't. So I think that's where we're coming into the equation. Hey, John, I tell you, I've, I'm slowly but surely developing a lockdown poop and uh, it's not for <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is good. It's just extra stuff to work off, you see? It's just it's extra stuff. Although they say the body's trying to survive, it's adding extra weight to make sure that if there was any virus, you could survive it so much longer than other people, you see? That's what your body's doing, you see? I, I, I think, I think when, when we get to level one, hopefully, we'll, we'll be comparing notes on how best one achieved their midsection, the tire, so to speak. Correct, correct. <laughs> Janet, what's correct. your take, though? You know, um, I, I, I should probably be up front right now, if it isn't obvious already, that I'm not really a runner. Um, I, do do, um, I have been doing a little bit of cycling before lockdown, but I'm not really a runner. So, so I, I, I think I should, I, sh I should make it clear that that's, that's where I'm coming from. Um, I think that the point is that, you know, um, people should remember that curbing civil liberties is essentially not a politically smart move. So those who criticize the government for doing that for political reasons are kind of, in a sense, being disingenuous. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, 
as, I, as I've already pointed out, this is not an exact science. So I mm. think that what needs to happen here is that is that that perhaps the government needs to be a little bit more open than they have been so far to 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 acknowledging that yes, we made that rule, but maybe that rule's not really the smartest move, and the consequences of that rule may actually be. Um, things that aren't so good that we didn't even think of in the first place. So, 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 so certainly perhaps that, and 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 perhaps a, a further explanation. They say that um, the government has been very clear that they that they've been looking at the science behind everything, and they've got scientific facts and scientific um, evidence to to back up all of the decisions that they've made. Maybe we need to hear those as to mm. why um, hear more about those as to why. There, there are things that we can't do, and that, um, and that, and that the government believes that you know the reasons why these are are in in our own good. Because at the moment, I think people are being, are, are finding it very difficult to understand why it's better for us not to exercise. That doesn't really make sense to anybody, even to me, mm-hmm. who. Um, you know, I, we, we've been exercised as a family within the house, but I mean, I, we've been focusing on sort of, sort of cardio gym yoga type stuff inside the house that we can do without leaving home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it needs to be explained to people because people just don't understand why, why these rules are necessary. Um, I, I see in, in Washington, D.C., apparently uh, there's a note that was put somewhere on bus stops and all of that that says selfish joggers who jog on this block without masks are warned that uh, we value the lives of our elderly people and we will throw stuff at you from our windows if you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> Sp- speaking for myself, I can run maybe 100 meters at slow pace with a mask <laughs> on, but if I have to run further, hey, breathing is going to be a problem. I literally probably will have to take it off. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yes. I think uh, the America of all people, the amount of infection rate they've got right now, and they worry about the joggers. I think they need to apply a lot more than our government has applied. They need to start being more effective in their application of, of isolation and not start worrying about just joggers, I think there's a lot more to it than that. I, I, do, I do say this much. Our, our, our government has tried their very best. Look, it's not a science, as Janet was saying, and it is not a science. So we can't say that we know everything about this virus, and we can't say that it is correct or not correct to do X, Y, or Z. But I think doing something rather than doing nothing is a better option. Yes. So, so if they start something and it says, and we, if our government says, right, we have to do this, this is all fine. But I think it's a it's a work in progress. You've got to say, right, mm-hmm. this didn't really work. Let's rather open up to the, the full day of training uh, as long as you stay within your 5K radius. And these are also important. You know, I, I come from an old policing background. It's hard to start policing this. We've got enough problem with crime in our country. And, and really, you don't want people running around trying to arrest a normal civilian because he accidentally ran 5.1 kilometers away from his house mm. instead of five. You know, this is this is silly stuff. We, we don't need this type of nonsense. We need to have that discretion and be smart enough to understand. And 5Ks, I mean, you could run 20 kilometers. 5K radius, you could run forever. You could literally run forever. What we did with our athletes, we, we brought down the amount of time. My pro athletes particularly, we said, right, you can run an easy 30 minutes a day inside. It's not comfortable, but you can do that, which would keep your baseline of fitness right. So for the man in the street to run 30 minutes, honestly, that's going to take him 
half, you know, like he'll be running up and around his garden, which professional guys have been doing. My professor, mm. Kip mm. Kille has mm. been running up and down his garden. Mm. Garden doesn't look so good. It's got this path around it. But the <laughs> point is, he's been doing that. Now, I, you know, I also say this now. Let's talk about the informal settings. I feel sorry for those boys that are living out there because they might be living three or four guys in one little room. And when he opens his doors in the street, there's no garden whatsoever. There's not even a place to, to literally walk down the road. And I feel sorry for those guys because social distancing for him is almost ineffective. However, if he is wearing the mask and the gloves and checking that he hasn't got, I mean, if you're going to go for a run with fever, you should start asking yourself a question. If you're coughing all the time, you should ask yourself a question. If you're all, all fluish and sweaty, Maybe you should ask the question before the running. You know, sometimes some mm. of us don't know the difference between fluish and sweaty before or after the run. After the run, everyone feels fluish and sweaty because we've been running. And, of course, if you've got a sore throat, etc., maybe then you need to understand, I've got something going on here. Maybe I should just back off, which we generally do anyway. Yes. We're supposed to be doing that. Yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's, I think, a pretty good indicator. I think self, uh, self-evaluation of who you are, and I think that's where the pro compared, compared to the social guy. It becomes mm-hmm. a social thing. Let's get out there. Let's go for a run. Our buddies are all out there. We're going to wave at them and greet them. We're all very nice, and we haven't seen them for a month, so we're feeling like we'd love to greet somebody because we are social animals. I think we must be careful that we True start that. pointing fingers. We mustn't do that. In, pointing fingers is not helping anybody. True. In closing, though, um, the statement that uh, joggers or runners can infect you with COVID we need to treat this with caution. If we take the necessary precautions, that can be lessened should it possibly happen. But we cannot have a conclusive answer. Am I correct? 100%. 100%. There's no definite substance that says that. You know, you'll have a lot of speculation. Um, I think we've got to look at the countries that are, are still training and we've got to go and say, okay, are those countries getting a big infection rate or not? Before we even try test by, you know, trial and error, yeah. And we can probably find that that's not the case. In the case of Ireland, it's not increasing substantially. It's pretty much the standard increase. Um, so I don't know. And I definitely just say we've got to stop pointing fingers. You know, you've had the whole thing of the Cape, the, the Western Cape, everybody pointing fingers. These guys all out running with, their, with their whatever. And then you've got them pointing back at the poor guys in queues that are three kilometers long. We must move away from that stuff. We are, we, we're in a dilemma together. And we have to stand together to make the best we can. And I think if we can do that, as South Africans, we'd be proud of what we've done. Not uh, people that are divided and about nonsense, really. Absolutely. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, more John. Um, but, I, but I do think the one, the one part of the rule that does very seriously need to be looked at, and you, 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 you touched on it earlier, John, is the, is the rule that exercise can only happen between six and nine, because that, to me... They need to persuade me why that is not actually counterproductive, um, because that's putting everybody out onto the streets at exactly the same time, and that doesn't make any sense at all. But uh, but but the point is, and I think um, you know what one hopes that the one good thing that might come out of this pandemic is that we all start caring about each other and be concerned about each other, and 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 that means looking after yourself and looking after everyone else, and hopefully this world comes out of this a little less selfish than it was before. Absolutely, John. Thank you yes. so much for, tuning, uh, for for joining us and uh, you know for sharing your insights and your thoughts, and Thank obviously uh, getting us to think a little more uh, carefully and thoughtfully about this because uh, we are in this together. And uh, as you get the athletes uh, ready for the comrades, when it eventually <laughs> comes around, we shall be there looking out for you and your bo- your boys and girls. Thank you very much. Thank you, Janet.
Patrick. Thank you, John. Mama Gastu, you're on the radio pretty soon. Uh, what are we looking at? Um, yes, I will be on air pretty soon. Looking at looking at when when various um, sports leagues around the world, including things like soccer and tennis, start resuming. Plans are in place uh, to start sport again in Europe. They're hoping to start sooner rather than than later, behind closed doors, of course. Mama Gastu, you're a rock star, you. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Have a fabulous day. Mama Gastu on the radio with Elvis Preslin uh, giving you updates on the spot. Thank you, Janet. Have a fabulous day. Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake.